Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. I have a treat for you today. This is the first interview that I want to share with you that's really going to be starting to dive into the world just a little bit, dip our toe in the world of energy medicine. And I'm talking with a friend who I'll I'll introduce her to you in the podcast interview itself, but this interview is going to be a really great introduction for next week's show in which I'm going to be having Tammy Lynn Kent on, and she is uh, somebody I've followed for a long time. She's an author of three books and uh, an energy medicine expert. So if this conversation today with my dear friend, Dr. Sarah Smith, if it speaks to you, then you're definitely want to come, going to want to come back next week for my interview with Tammy Kent. So this is very exciting. And before I have you dive into the interview with Sarah, I would love to encourage you to check the show notes. There are all sorts of links and resources to how you can connect with Sarah, as well as some of the products and resources that I recommend and that make this show possible. One that I want to highlight this week is Gorilla Mats. I love my extra large mat. It's perfect for anything I want to do fitness-wise, whether it's yoga, bar fitness, uh, just like weightlifting, anything. It just provides that little extra bit of padding so that I can do any type of move, any type of position and be really, really comfortable and not slip around on my carpeted, which is a slick carpet floor. So I really love my gorilla mat. If you're interested, check it out in the show notes. And again, check out ways you can connect with Dr. Sarah as well. So without further ado, let's get to our topic, leading and living from the core. All right. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to introduce a wonderful, wonderful expert and speaker who's also a dear friend of mine. And this is Dr. Sarah Smith. She is a fellow physical therapist, and she's also a mind, body, spirit coach. So we talk, I talk a lot about core strengthening, core fitness, pelvic floor health, all of the really more physical aspects of the core. And today we have an awesome topic about not necessarily the physical core, but more of the emotional core, more of the spiritual core. We're going to talk about leading and living from the core. And I want Sarah, I'd love Sarah for you to just kind of say hi and maybe give my audience a shout out. And then I want to speak a little bit more about why we're talking about this. So say hi, if you would. Love it. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bree. And thank you to anyone who is listening. I really appreciate it. And um, this is an exciting, exciting topic. Um, leading and living from the core is something that uh, is just can be a simple, fun way to, to practice. And it's a much more peaceful way of being. Um, and it is something that I have uh, discovered and subscribed to for, for a while and really have taken it from the background of the physical. So the physical core. So it's exciting to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And especially in this time period. Um, and not, I don't want to date this interview because we're, we're recording this right now during the time of the coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak and quarantine. Um, but 
this topic is very timely and it's relevant no matter when somebody might be listening to this. But again, I want to sort of introduce the reason why I thought this would be such a cool topic today. Um, because I've actually just aired a couple of podcasts that are all about, you know, reinventing yourself at any age, making healthy changes at home. Um, I just released a Kegel camp, which is, you know, a 30 day program that I would love for people to, you know, commit to every day and follow along with. I've been talking a lot in social media about some of my own personal changes and journeys and things I've been working through. I just finished an eight-week bar program that's been super fun. And I think sometimes, no matter what time period in history we're talking about, like, but again, right now, it just, you know, there is this outbreak. A lot of people are quarantined at home. And I think a lot of times people may actually feel pressure to make big changes and to do big things and to make use of every ounce of their time. And I'm not saying like, again, these podcasts I've just released and all the stuff I talk about is often about making changes, but it's like, how can we make changes that are truly sustainable and, and from our core so that we're not just living somebody else's plan and just doing it because maybe somebody else did it and it sounded like a good idea but is it really right for us? So yes. yes. So I, I think yes. Sarah, that, that was my big introduction right there. I'm pretty much going to let you just go girlfriend and take over because you are the oh one who's gosh. an expert on this, but I wanted to give that, you know, paint that background. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I'm, I'm giggling because I have so much to say on this. I mean, first of all, it makes, it makes me, it makes me think of uh, how I came to be a physical therapist in the first place. Um, much of that was very much from my core, but it was also from, um, pressure, I would say from those that I loved saying, you know, have a career, make sure that, that you are making good money, you know, let's be respectable and, and messages that, that were extremely helpful not to take away from them, but definitely took me away from trusting what it was that I wanted to do. And interestingly, at the same time, one of the things that they were extra pushing me to do was to be a doctor, you know, be a doctor. Why would you be a physical therapist? Be a doctor, you know, keep going, go shoot for the stars. And I love the shoot for the stars piece, but, um, I remember being in, I remember my, my grandparents, actually, uh, my grandmother, the one that just passed away that I was telling you about, who I love very dearly. She's one of my best friends. And we were, um, we went out to dinner with one of their friends at the time who was a physician and I was still in college and they set this up specifically so that he could hopefully entice me about all the, the wonders of a You were trapped. They snared you in, huh? Trapped. Yeah, with really good food too. Like <laughs> and um but the the moral of that was was while I continue to feed into some of the pressure, you know, from uh, everyone. I mean, you know, family, friends, the, the media, the, my classmates, like whatever, teachers, all of that. Well, I was feeding into some of that pressure and I wasn't really quite tapped in with what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I knew one thing for sure that it, having dinner that night and that was there was, it, I, I wasn't going to be a doctor. I could have been a doctor. I knew that, but I knew in my core, I knew something really important. I knew in my core that I wanted to talk 
with people. I wanted to get to know them. I wanted to hear their stories and I wanted to share, you know? And, and so I knew that I knew well enough to know that doctors usually had about 10 to 15 minutes and appointments and it probably wasn't going to do anything, but be more challenging over time. And while that was somebody's dream, it wasn't my dream. Yes. So that was an example of not living in my core and feeling those pressures as well as living in my core. And so I don't think it's always black or white, but I think that, um, I love how you're using the word pressure because we just can feel a lot of pressure. Um, you know, we can feel pressure to keep our house clean. We can feel pressure for the amount of money that we're there, that we're making. We can feel pressure to be the best parents that we are, especially in the day and age. There's no shortage of information now that's out there <laughs> as a, as a movement and pelvic floor specialist that you are in dealing with the physical world. Like how, how do you juggle those pressures? Well, you know, I actually, it's, I actually feel sometimes that I, you know, I actually sometimes feel bad because like here I am adding to the noise. Like I'm adding to the information that's out there in this information overloaded world. But what mm. I try to tell myself is that the way I personally manage the information that comes into my own life is I really pick a few people and voices to follow at any one time. And I really don't look at anything else. So I actually don't look at my, um, I don't know, I, I guess you could look at it as competition, but I'm going to say that in air quotes. I, I don't see, yeah. there's no competition, but my, you know, my colleagues or people who are in my industry, I really don't look at what other people are doing. I don't mm -hmm. look at, um, I don't look at much. I pretty much keep my eyes in my own lane. I keep my head down. I keep my thumb, thumb up. I try to stay positive, you know, head down, head, <laughs> heads up, seven up, heads down, exactly. thumbs up. You know, I try to right. just kind of stay in my own lane and only follow a select few. And so I always just kind of hope that I can be that voice for people when I'm in their life at the right time and they'll be with me until they're complete and then they'll move on. And I try to not take offense to that. It's like, cause I do that. Yeah. I, f I follow someone until I'm complete and then I naturally move on. And oftentimes I'll find myself circling back to certain Completely. teachers, but, yes. but it just kind of depends on what I need at the moment. Cause I know well enough that I've got enough going on in my own life, enough internal pressure that I can't handle the pressure yeah. of all sorts of external sources. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's, kind of I love it my core I guess that's leading from it my is. core Sarah yes I'm doing <laughs> you're doing it you're totally doing it well it is because you know again it's it's nothing that's either black or white right like it's happening all the time as well as we're practicing all the time and it's not happening and so so we're, we're constantly in my opinion we should be um showing that grace with ourselves and so what you know you have have identified I think, you know, when, when we talk about taking action, I think we're all owe it to ourselves to identify like, where are the pressures coming from? Are they coming externally from like, you know, TV, social media, uh, well-intended friends, parents, colleagues who are sending you 50,000 things. Like um, right now I have so many beautiful assignments from teachers that like love our family dearly and are trying to help. And I've had to um, get into my core 
and, and speak my truth with love and say, well, I really appreciate this. I, I'm overwhelmed. And if you can just give me the, the requirements so that we can get back to some homeostasis, you know, and release the pressure, um, you know, and being perfectionists, <laughs> recovering perfectionists, as I like to call it, uh, we when we're living from our core, we're being really honest with ourselves about what those pressures are. Mm -hmm. I'm forever trying to get honest with myself. And I think the internal pressures are fantastic to know about too. And those are the slippery slopes that um, it takes, I think, uh, mentors and guides and, and people to be willing to sit with us and kind of mirror and, and show us, oh yeah, they're my internal pressures. Oh, there they are. Um, I, I discovered mine the other day, as I mentioned, when, you know, I had lots of well-intended teachers giving us all sorts of big things that we could do. And I realized, oh my goodness, I am, my perfectionist piece is really kicking up right now because I have an old belief and an old pattern that if you don't get all the assignments done and you don't get them done hundred percent perfectly within, you know, a reasonable amount of time, then you might fail later in life. Oh yeah. Totally. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a big one. I, do you I mind? Do that. That? Can I, can I share one that recently came up for me? Is this, Please. am I going to, I don't want to ruin your, your train of thought though. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to poke, poke in because this actually happened to me just recently too. Just like what you shared. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I noticed an internal pressure that was really interesting. That was keeping me out of my core. I have a dear friend, another dear friend who's actually my co, um, my co-collaborator on my Overcome Pelvic Pain for Men course. So his name's Michael yeah. and he's fantastic. Love him. He and I have a great business relationship and we yeah. also have a fun friend relationship too. So he had this kind of fun project. It was like a side project where he was making this um, spiritual wrap. And so bear with me, folks. This is, this is a fun story. So he's making a spiritual wrap and he's like, hey, Brie, you could be Dr. Breets, like Dr. Beats, but Dr. Breets. <laughs> yes. You could be Dr. Breets and here's, you know, my thought for this wrap and here's the plan and I'd love for you to do this. And he and I, we'd gone back and forth and I was thinking yeah. it was fun and kind of amusing. So we bantered about it a little bit, but then all of a sudden it became real because he sent me a, a video that had instructions on how to do the recording and like exactly how he wanted it. And I clammed up and I just was like, oh my gosh, I... And I don't normally do this, but I put the, the email on ignore for like a week. And that in itself was pressure because this email was constantly right. in my inbox, <laughs> staring me in the face. And I was like, oh no, I've got to do this. But I've been very, very busy with other tasks and, I, and my, my family constantly at home. And I just yes. didn't have the bandwidth. But I was so scared to tell him that I, that I just <laughs> am not in a place where I can do this side, you know, I just, I can't, but I didn't want to tell him because I thought this internal pressure made, I identified that I thought I would lose his friendship because I had told him mm. that I, you know, was interested in that, that I thought it sounded fun. And I didn't want to a offend him and B, I didn't want to lose this kind of friendship relationship that we have. And right. so I just, didn't say anything, but I didn't feel good. I felt very contracted the whole time. My core definitely did not feel good. So finally I exercised my throat chakra and I just told yes. him, I said, Michael, I'm so sorry, but I just, 
like, I, again, I just don't have the bandwidth right now. And yeah. I was very clear and honest. And I said, I actually have identified that I feel like I'm going to lose, you know, like this is yeah. something I'm working through that I feel like if I tell my truth, then I'm going to lose relationships. And yes. he was very great about it. And, you know, super like, it's totally fine. But that sort of reminds me of what you were saying, just about identifying those things that we may just bust through. We might just go through it. I could have really easily just been like, okay, God darn it. I'll do yeah, this darn rap. I'll just do <laughs> yeah. it. Get it off of my email inbox. I'll just, I don't want to, but I'm just going to do it because it'll save me the hassle of telling, you know, but that's not living from your core, is it? The, good question. No, it, it's not living from your core. It's, it's really living through other people's expectations. If you were just to, to plow through and do it. And interestingly, what always shows through, so, so we're, while we're acting and living in our conscious mind, the subconscious mind is, is forever really in charge and, and, and guiding the show in so many ways. And so if you had done that and you hadn't have chosen to get into your core and then to practice speaking you know, you from that place of truth, if you hadn't have done that, the energy that you brought to something fun would have been different. It would not have been the right type of energy. And that sometimes is more detrimental to a friendship or to a collaboration or to anything. Um, it, so that's something that we really don't want to risk, right? Like we're, we're kind of, we get nervous about really speaking our truth yet when we just act on it, like, okay, let me just, you know, grin in and, and here we go. Really in the long term, that is, tends to be more detrimental. And so, you know, I want to, I want to share your process because what I hear when I hear that, like I, I, one of, one of my little magical things that I love to do is just to like, kind of pick out these little pieces. You are, you are <laughs> so good at that, Sarah. I, so I just have to let the audience know, first of all, Sarah and I are first and foremost, we're actually friends. We, yes. uh, we, did, we did an interview on my YouTube channel that I'll be sure to link to. So we've been uh, in this situation of interviews before. It was more professional at that time. And we were definitely friends. But since then, we've become just legit close friends that yeah. talk about all <laughs> sorts of stuff. So Sarah is wonderful at reflecting back and what she's about to do. She's so good at. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear this. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's, this, is, this is my rap. This is my like, wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, you were in a state, right, of being willing to be aware of your pressures, your internal pressures or external pressures. And so, you know, you probably have a running list in your head and you're really not a, even aware of it, right? Like, and sometimes you are aware of it, like of the, oh gosh, I've got this, 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 and this, and this, 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 and this. And then on top of that, you are somebody who's done internal work, right? So you kind of roughly know what those are. So that's the first thing. And then the next thing that you did that is massively important is you just shared how you felt in your core. Mm -hmm. And when we know how we feel, and you said, you, you described it, and you even, you know, for those of you, if we see it, right, it's, it's this contraction. It's like hands and shoulders covering the heart, covering yeah. our throat, like we're kind of coiling in, right, and holding ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is how your insides felt. Mm -hmm. Now, most yep. of the time we're acting from our brain. Mm -hmm. And so we never really have any clue. Nobody teaches us to put words 
to these uncomfortable states that we get into of overwhelm, of urgency, of crazy busyness, of way too much to do, of anger, of frustration, of guilt, of shame. But when you ask your body, like, what does that feel like? And you did, Mm -hmm. your body's going to give you a message, right? So your message was put on the brakes, hold on. This does not feel good. I am avoiding, I'm going into overwhelm. And then from there, there's so many, there's like a variety of ways and it depends on the person. But from there in that moment, you realize that you were out of integrity or out of balance, right? Like something was out of balance and you have what I call made a sacred contract with yourself and, you know, God, the universe, whatever we want to call it. You've made a sacred contract to be in integrity. Yeah. And of course, I know that about you as one of your very good friends, but I think anybody who, who follows your work that is, is shown so brightly through, right? Is that you want to have integrity with everything you do. And so when you have that sacred contract, you now have a choice, right? So it's like you're at your fork in the road and you can either plow through, which I'm sure you've done before, right? Like who hasn't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like we smile and we keep going or you go, eh, you know, I'm going to try something different. So for you this time, you did the throat chakra exercises, which you know work for you. For somebody else, like one of the things that, that I teach is actually, you know, closing the eyes, going into meditation or going into a feeling state, feel your pelvic floor feel your core, right? And kind of do a nice little Kegel. So talk about your Kegel camp right now. If somebody's attended that, you do a nice little Kegel and you bring that up through the belly button. You let that filter, what I call filter through the heart. So you allow that core strength, that that inner your own truth come up through the heart so that we are acting out of a place of love. And then we filter it through the throat so that as we speak, we're speaking with our own strength, but we're speaking from a place of love as opposed to like, yeah, I don't really like what you do. It's not important to me right now. (laughs) Right? Like we're not doing that. We're authentically saying like, I love what you're doing right now. I want to support you so much. And I realize that I have to backtrack for a second because- I'm not in the most authentic place to show up for you in the way that I honor and love our friendship. And that is a completely different conversation, right? Then I'm too busy. I'm, I, I can't do this right now or avoid, avoid, avoid. Like you're being honest, you're getting to the core. And Brene Brown, the last thing I'll say, she describes so well living from the, and leading from the core. It does take courage because most of us are used to taking the other fork in the road because we feel that it might be easier. It's not long-term, but we feel like it might be. Mm-hmm. So we don't choose the courageous option. So congratulations on choosing <laughs> the, well, to practice. <laughs> I actually will say that it did. I did actually really know that I'd done something different than what I normally do. And I did have to kind of pat myself on the back because I don't normally, I usually just plow through, which isn't, and and other people do take the tact where they just will never answer the email ever. They'll just sort of, it never happened. I mean, I've had so many, (laughs) we've all probably experienced or been the person that just puts the letter under the bed or just never responds. (laughs) But that's not, there's always this like lingering sense of something missing, something incomplete. When, when I do that, but I want to backtrack back to this 
mind-blowing thing that you just said that I, <laughs> I know your work, and, but I don't think I've ever actually heard you describe this exact, Ooh. literally like a pelvic floor exercise about how to lead from your core. Um, so yes. let me just ask a question and have you weave that part into it. My, my question really is, I, I think what you've really already answered, which is how can people like how can people lead from their core? How can they, how can they do this? How can we give people some actionable steps? But I think this physical like lifting of the pelvic floor and bringing that up, can you go through that again? Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it's so cool. No, I know. Uh, the background of that was that, you know, when I was in the clinic all the time and I was, was doing loads of, of pelvic floor physical therapy work, I was noticing this, this connection of just, first of all, like we talked about in, the, in the, our first interview, um, I was noticing lots of connection of women coming in who actually didn't have weak pelvic floors. They, they were, had very you know, tense and what we call hypertonic pelvic floors. But on top of that, there was so much happening in their life and their mind. Inevitably, these women were sharing with me stressors that that were huge and they were coming into their their physical aspect like their mental emotional and spiritual was definitely coming into the the physical aspect um and so with that concept and then studying chakras and and just i don't know i'm just a huge nerd of trying to study anything i can possibly get my hands on i just started realizing that when these women were taught how to do this concept that I'll share again, that just blew your mind. <laughs> like yeah, when, when you do this, you can speak from this authentic, amazing place. And so I have used this free with, um, women who are struggling in relationships and need to be heard. I have used this with, um, representatives of the government who are trying to, you know, have, have their message heard. I have used this with VPs of hospitals and I mean, really incredible leaders. And I think it speaks volumes to the work as well that, you know, Brene Brown and, and so many other leadership coaches are trying to describe is that when you learn this, this physical technique, it doesn't, it's not just a, a frou-frou-y like, okay, let's just like share our heart and then pretend everything's going to be lovely because that, that works in your personal life, but people don't always translate that into business career, um, sorts of kind of moving things in the world forward, but it is, it's very, very helpful and similar. So the concept is, is that Firstly, you do have to teach someone, and that's why I think your, your Kegel camp, is, it's interesting that we're having this conversation. We didn't plan that. Um, but you, first of all, have to know how to locate the muscles. Um, and I, you know, as you describe in the Kegel camp, the first step is kind of first relaxing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the, the first step that, that I teach too, is, is we, we relax those muscles. And then from there, once we locate those muscles, we are engaging them up. Okay. And so, you know how we teach like the, the elevator image, like as you're, as you're squeezing your pelvic floor, we're going up a floor, two, a floor, three, a floor in the elevator. Well, we're doing that too, but now we're layering on the work of the chakras. We're layering on the nervous system. We're layering on the endocrine or the hormonal system. Um, 
the emotional and the, the, the spiritual so that we can take action on that. Like we, the whole point is to take action. It's, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're living in your core, if nobody knows you're living in your core, <laughs> right? Like you got to speak it sometimes, or you have to go out and, and open that bakery or, you know, speak up politically for what it is that you feel or whatever that thing is that, that's been kind of nagging at you. So you doing the Kegel, you, but it always starts at the base. It always starts at the pelvic floor because that is where our seat of safety and security is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of us like think even about your, um, the, the story that you just described, the reason why you tabled that email is because suddenly you didn't really feel a hundred percent secure. Yeah, exactly. I right? felt like my time was being threatened. I really yeah. wanted, I, I loved the project. You wanted to do it. Yeah. But I was just like, I, I, I and I felt that pressure. I really appreciate you being honest about that, right? Because most of the time we don't want to be honest about that. But that is the truth is that usually it comes down to a safety security thing. So number one, we have to go to the seat of the pelvic floor to re-tap into that sense, that physical sense of safety and security again, because no one can give us that except for ourselves. Mm. Like I can, I can, you could have called me and I could pat you on the back and I could be like, girl, you got this. Like, come on, do your thing. You know what to do. But the truth is if you don't, feel that safety and security, then it, it doesn't have as much oomph, right? So that's why we start at the pelvic floor and then it has to go through the stomach, right? So meaning you, you draw that energy, you draw your attention, you draw that strength up into the gut because the gut is where we get that gut feeling, right? And then we filter it through the heart because there's a lot of people out there who lead with power and they have absolutely no compassion or kindness behind it. Um, we see it a lot in the business world. We see it a lot in the personal world too. Like people are just spreading their stuff everywhere and and we, you know, we all do it, right? Like it's, it's not a, it's not a judgment. It happens. But what I think we have to do is we want to filter through the heart so that we, we layer on to our own strength and our own truth, love and compassion for ourselves as well as for others, right? So that, that we're kind of creating a sense of connection as opposed to disconnection. Because again, I'm going to use your example. In that moment, you were feeling very disconnected. You chose to connect back and have some communication and then it's a peaceful you know, resolution, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to filter it through the heart and then we really hopefully filter it through the throat. Like we want to keep drawing that Kegel upwards because like I shared, we want to speak, right? Um, some people too bring it all the way up, of course, to the crown of the head. You absolutely can do that. Um, I just kind of teach that, that kind of quick, you know, so like I'll have a, a for example, a, a VP of a hospital, I will have them if they're about to go into a massive board meeting where they have to bring up something that's really a touchy subject. I'm like, look, go to your office, close your eyes for a second, let everything kind of relax and then do this a few times, right? To kind of filter through so that you go in there and you have some oomph to what you're doing. Oh my gosh, this is in- like, okay, my mind is still blown. <laughs> so I just need a few more nuts and bolts. So Please, yes. So obviously, so we're really drawing up through the chakras, really through the throat. Yes. Chakra. But are we doing yeah. this almost as an exercise, like a, I'm throwing it out there, like a five second hold or like a, 
20 second hold. How long and how many reps? I'm going to get really physical on here. <laughs> I love Tell it. Me, Sarah, I love how it. many sets and how many reps? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I need to write a home exercise program for somebody. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to totally coach you for one second. And I'm going to say, yeah. you're getting a little into your perfectionism. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I do want my audience to have some absolutely tips. So they have it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, so I'm, I'm also going to, going to share a little tidbit about myself is like, I am the most like organized, you know, give me the plan sort of person as much as I also am very led by my creative right brain of like, we do whatever you want. So I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit of both here. Um, let's say that you find yourself in a, um, let's say you're on a phone call or you're in front of somebody and you're having a conversation and it's starting to go somewhere where you're able to notice that you're starting to be pressurized, right? Like you're, you're leading from a different place. Well, in that case, some people are great at doing a, a longer hold Kegel, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're great at that. Other people, you know, you, you might not be able to access that as easily. So it's whatever you can, can gather um, because it also has to do with your posture, right? Like research has shown us there's been fantastic posture that show, or research that shows us about posture, that if we're hunched over, right, if our heart is closed, then energetically we're putting off a vibe that's, that's we're not li living from the core, so to speak, like, you know, air quotes, okay? So some people are going to be able to really do that and, 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 hold that for a little while. Other people are not. So I have found honestly success in just teaching it to someone and letting their creativity get the best of them. Um, yeah. As, as far as when they can use it, what I do suggest though, is um, I am not a proponent for, you know, you have to practice this the same way as you're teaching people, Brie, you know, you, you have to, if you want to get stronger, if you want to, you know, reduce pelvic pain or improve prolapse, you have to practice, right? We can't just expect ta-da-da, we've done it. And, and now we're, we're ready for the big game. So in practicing what I teach people is that we want to be doing it really for about like a, anywhere from a three to five to six second hold. Okay. Um, with keeping in mind that most of the people that are super interested in doing this, they think, well, if I hold more then it, then I'm going to be better. Right. <laughs> and, and you and I know, and hopefully if people have been following you, we realize that a lot of us type a awesome go shooting for the stars. Women, our bodies are already kind of tense. So really less is more. And it's more about a, can you find the pelvic floor muscles? B, can you do a correct Kegel? And then C, can you practice filtering it through the heart? So when I get people to practice, the last thing I'll say about this is, um, you know, if you were to give me another example, and if you and I are like coaching, because I do it all over the phone, that way I can work with anybody anywhere. Mm -hmm. I would ask you to close your eyes and I would say, okay, draw up that situation again that's bringing you into this like uh, kind of frustrated or feeling the pressure, or feeling worried or overwhelmed or whatever it is. And I'm going to say, okay, let's take our attention and I'll guide you through 
We're going to be up here where we're kind of all freaking out. I'm going to guide you to take the awareness down to the pelvic floor, to relax your hips, to relax your legs, to feel that the feet are grounded. Okay. And then I'll take you through the process of doing the Kegel. And so that can take, I mean, I want it to be approachable to people. I'm snapping my fingers because I want it to be approachable. Like I want people to make this action oriented so that they can use it in the grocery store. <laughs> they can use it, you know, anywhere that they are. And so that needs to happen anywhere from three to 15 seconds. Once they access, once they know how to relax the body and find the pelvic floor muscles. Okay. So really what you would do is learn this so you can almost get it into your muscle memory, as we like to say mm -hmm. in PT land, so that you, you can quickly and easily access it when you start to feel those emotions. So rather than turning away from the emotions and ignoring them, you're doing this technique in the moment. Yeah. Am I getting that right? You are totally getting that right. Thank okay. you for saying that so succinctly. No, you did. Hold now. Believe me, I am not known for succinctness, so that was a flash in the <laughs> pan just, right there. <laughs> you just rocked it. It's probably why we love each other so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a it's an amazing technique. I am so excited to share this with my tribe, and I am always conscious of time, though. So I feel like even though yeah. we could talk forever, we should probably wrap it up. Um, I think, I think really this was a very, very actionable conversation right here. I think yes. people a really amazing tip and an idea about if you're not feeling, if something's not feeling expansive, if it's feeling contracted, if you're realizing that you're not living from your core, then you can actually use your pelvic floor <laughs> to help yeah. you release some of that to, to feel safe again and to ground yourself and to yeah. feel into what your actual core desires are. And then you can take the step using your throat chakra and filtering it through your heart. Yes. And I'm going to say too, just to, cause I think this might be helpful for people. Um, most of us know what it feels like in our head to feel contracted like but but I want to give you some words for for both so that so that you know um because we want to feel it in the body and so that may be like my shoulder is tense and it's raised up in my ear that may be I have a a shooting pain that feels like through my heart and not I'm not talking about something that means you need to go to the doctor. I'm talking yeah. about like just a, a, a sensation that is not meaning that. Um, some people describe it as a burning or a, a severe tension, or they feel like their, their back is tied up in knots or that their stomach is in a knot. Um, they'll feel, you know, any sort of combination of that. They'll feel like they want to cry inside or that they're, you know, just getting agitated. Um, that that is there's a whole spectrum of what it's like when you're not in your core okay so like if you think about the words overwhelm or urgency or frustrated or guilty or shame there's physical sensations for you that go along with that now the opposite of that leading from the core living from the core the words that women are sharing with me are empowered as you said expansive i feel lighter right? So they no longer feel heavy. They feel light. They feel energized as opposed to fatigued. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or like, Oh, I'm just so tired. They feel energized. They feel some women have said, said the words like shiny or glittery, or, you know, like they're just exuding um, warmth. 
light is another one light. Okay. Yeah. So you, I want, I want to empower everyone to find those words for them and they'll, they'll shift all the time. I mean, you could ask yourself this 20 times a day, you know, how am I feeling right now? But usually we do it up from the head and we want to ask the body. The body is giving us so many messages. It's giving us so many messages. Um, and when we listen, we usually have way more clarity, way more focus, way more productivity, way more creativity to come up with solutions to the things that are our most nagging issues. Yeah. Just like what you described. Like, I love the story you described today. I love that we could have some real life stories to share. That was not planned. Um, (laughs) You know, really, we just wanted to talk about this topic. So it really uh, unfolded so beautifully. And so, Sarah, I feel like almost this episode, this podcast episode is like mic drop. I feel like people (laughs) listen to this over and over again and just so much out of it because this is sort of the solution for life, in my opinion. I've done a lot of like self-growth work. And this is really, really leading edge what you're talking about. It brings in so many aspects of the mind, body, and spirit, which is what you do. So obviously, no wonder. <laughs> you're, you're good. So where could people find you if, um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And where, I, I know that where people can find you, but you tell us where you would love for people to reach out to you. Oh, wonderful. So um you the I have actually just created a new private Facebook group um, called the Wild and Bright Sanctuary that really is all going to be focused on mini free mini trainings and um, allowing and helping women to get into their core and, and to live this but but in a community because you know there's so much research that shows that women we need community we literally have stress relieving hormonal responses when we get into community. So I want to do that online because I do that in my in-person retreats um, and workshops and uh, all of that. So that would be the main way um, you are. And then there's also, I always have a uh, free complimentary one-on-one 30-minute call um, that you can schedule on my website, which is Dr. just D-R and then S-A-R-A smith.com, drsarasmith.com. And I love really to get on those calls because I love helping high achieving women create a plan and get the next step to move forward. So those are really the two main ways that um, you can find me. Of course, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn. You know, you can go to my website. I try to be uh, those those places that feel right in my core and forget the rest of them. (laughs) Good girl. (laughs) girl. Yes. Well, please reach out to Sarah. She's really a brilliant woman and such a ray of light and so kind. I mean, just her heart is huge. So Sarah, thank you. I love you. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. And thanks to those who are still listening to the end. So, all right. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, 
plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.